1: It's finished success Chronicles go take care of your business success Chronicles than just winning
0: success hey what's up everybody this is Chip Baker coming to you with the hangout and highlight session with my guy coach Van Malone and I'm truly excited to have him on just wanted to show him some love um you know just truly appreciate the guy that he is uh, the things that he's done is truly an inspiration to many I just wanted to show him some love today and highlight him. So first, coach, thanks so much for taking the time
1: to hang out with us. Well, I appreciate it, Chip. Man, always good to jump on with you. And uh, man, it's just been uh, an incredible ride. We're still rolling. We're in third gear. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, it's just it's been a fun experience this year, but uh, throughout my my journey as a coach.
0: Sweet. Well, you you hit on your journey, man. Uh, talk to us about. Your journey you know kind of uh if you don't mind track that thing from from growing up to where you're from so people can understand the magnitude and importance of of what it is you do and how you do what you do
1: well you know man it's 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 cool for me to just talk about journey because uh one of the things that i do with my players uh year after year is is that we we call it story time Mm -hmm. and so in, in story time i want you to 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 Take me through what got you to this point, right? To, to today, how how did you get here? And sometimes what guys lead in with is surface level things, and uh, and I always go first because I want to make sure that that everybody understands. You no, know, we in this story time that we want to we want to dig deep. You know, we want to know what makes you tick, because I think when you know what makes people tick, then then you can help them be a better them you know, and you can understand where their struggles are. And so uh, if you listen to my story, it actually does not give you any idea. You know what I mean? Because my story is all over the place. Uh, <laughs> but but I started out, man, I'm from Houston, from Houston, Texas. And, you know, you can always, uh, not always, but quite often you can connect who people are to, how they grew up and and the environment that they grew up in. Well when you think about my environment, and I grew up in 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 the parts of Houston that uh pre- that produce some some great men, but you just don't always hear about them because they don't make it through, you know, they don't make it to the end of the race. Uh and they don't make it to the parts of the race where it's positive. Uh, I grew up in 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 the areas of Fifth Ward and mm-hmm. Acres Homes. And, uh, man, those those uh, times for me growing up uh, from an economic standpoint were, were rough. You know what I mean? Uh, but but I was fortunate along the way that I got into sports. And uh, and when you get into sports, you know, sometimes that keeps you off the wrong tracks, keeps you out of the, the situations that can that can cause you trouble. And so that's what happened for me. Graduated from Waltrip High School and um, had the opportunity to be recruited really by schools all over the country. And I chose to go to the University of Texas because I knew that the University of Texas, my family could get to me. You know, they could be able to see me play. And another reason is that I kind of grew up watching the University of Texas on on TV, you know, and uh and so I, I ended up going there and uh after that great career at the University of Texas, I had an opportunity to be drafted. So I was drafted by the Detroit Lions and uh had a had a, 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 a an amazing time in Detroit during my career there. And so I left there and played for just a hot minute or the Arizona Cardinals. And then I, I started to, man. And actually it wasn't wasn't by my choice, but it was by force when you you got injured and and I got yeah. ended up getting released that I decided, you know, I want to go into another place in my life. And that's really where my life started, uh, is when I got into coaching. My first coaching job was at Waltrip High School, and I coached at Waltrip. Uh, and and man, uh I Honestly, my high school coach tricked me into coaching because I didn't think I wanted to coach. And uh, and he said, hey, well, why don't you just come and talk to the kids one day? Mm. Uh, and, and that day happened to be a game. And so so I just stayed for the game. you know, uh, talked to them before the game, and I just stayed for the game. And next thing mm. I know, I'm on the sidelines, and I'm encouraging, and I'm – coaching essentially. (laughs) And man, I I just hadn't, I didn't leave. And, uh, and I decided, you know, this is, this is, this is a segue for me. This is where I want to go. i always wanted to impact lives. I always wanted to impact people and, and to stay in the realm of sports was, was the likely, uh, thing for me to do. So I ended up staying there and coaching at wall trip, but then started to get offers to coach in college. And, I would always find a reason not to coach in college. And the underlying uh, thought process that I had was, if a young man is in college, he's he's already past me. I can't help him be anything better than what he is, but I can help these high school students, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I started to have my players, as they would go off to college, they would come back. And the experience that I that I would get or the, or the 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 mindset that I would gather from those players is that man they they're just like these high school student athletes. is that man they? They don't have all the answers, you know and so and so I had I had to uh, had to say to myself that if I get another opportunity in college, I'm going to take it. And so the well, I should have waited a little while, but the next opportunity that I got was at North Dakota State you know? And, uh, and so I, I take the job at North Dakota state. Actually, before I took it, I asked the the coach, uh, who offered me the job. I said, Hey, um, uh, I, I think this is a great opportunity, but is North Dakota state in the United States. <laughs> 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 you know? Uh, so, so I ended up taking that job, man. And it was a great experience. And, um, uh, uh I I bounced around, knew a few jobs after that. I was only there one year. I could only uh, stay in that cold one year, but left there, went to Western Michigan. From there, went to uh, North Texas. From North Texas, went to Arizona State for a hot uh, nine days. uh, From, oh, actually, in between there, I went to the University, uh, uh, excuse me, Ohio University for a hot three days. uh, And then I went to North Texas. In North Texas to Arizona State, Arizona State to Texas A&M, where I stayed for four years. Now, I got to add that uh, Texas A&M and Texas being a very heated rivalry, here you got a guy who graduated from Texas, and he's now coaching at Texas A&M. Uh, uh, wow, that was a different experience, uh, but an experience that made me understand It's a rivalry, and it's just that, that both of these programs are extraordinary programs. And so I had a great experience on the other side of the fence uh, because on the one side of the fence, they were saying, those people over there are crazy when you get on the other side of the fence. They saying those people over there are crazy. You realize that both sides are crazy, but fantastic, (laughs) fantastic passion for the programs, and they both are Outstanding programs uh, in in their own rights. Uh, so I had an opportunity to be there, left there and went to the University of Tulsa from University of Tulsa to Oklahoma State from Oklahoma State I had an opportunity to be uh, a defensive coordinator at SMU. And so we were at SMU in a time when um, there was great struggle, and so that was a very cool. These other uh, jobs that I've gone through already, they they were great experiences. Each one I had an opportunity to learn. And grow as a coach and as a man, but here I come to SMU where I get an opportunity to lead a, a, a one side of the ball, the defense. And uh, you know, we had players that were not as talented as some other places that we've been, but those kids were—they worked hard, and they they listened, and they 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 took coaching well. And so, over the course of time, we were able to recruit players. Uh, who were some of the top players in the area, but they believed in the vision that we were selling and the fact that the program would change once we got the right kind of people in the program. And so I was able to, as I look back at that program after I left, I was able to see those changes and that trust that those players and their families uh put into us as a staff and and to see again see the, the the development of the program over the years has been cool for me. Left there and went to Mississippi State. Was at Mississippi State where we had the number 1 defense in the country in a whole lot of different categories. Uh several first round draft picks. Uh left there and came here to Kansas State. And so I've been been here for four years. And just an amazing season this past year, uh, where we were able to win the conference championship. And and man, there there are too many, there are too many experiences, too many stories within this season that uh, that allow me to 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 just uh take it all in and understand that you know the rough days throughout my career, because there's some yeah. one in eleven days yeah, yeah, in yeah. my career. Uh, there are mm-hmm. some days where we we really struggle on the football field. And uh and so to have a season like we had this season was uh makes it all worth it honestly.
0: That's awesome. And and when I when we started, you know, I really didn't start out saying where you were now because I wanted you to have the opportunity to say where you are, but I'm gonna just say like like where you are, you're in your office. Uh-huh and and I'm looking at the background back
1: there, and and uh, man, that's one heck of a view. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You know what? When when you have a a view like this, mm-hmm. and you rewind through all those stories, man. and know that the view hadn't always been that way, um. comes incredible. You know, it's an incredible blessing. Uh, but you know, it's like uh, I, I had a an aunt used to always say, when you get blessed, you're not getting blessed for you. You're getting blessed so that you can bless others. And so that's the way I always look at it, is that, you know, this view that I have is not my view. It's, it's, it's for me to allow others to see that view through me.
0: I love it. And that's one thing I say that too. I uh, truly believe, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing. That's right. right? Truly believe that. And, and you've done that throughout your, your whole career, you know, since I've known you, you know, the whole time. And all I've ever heard was, you know, the great things about, you know, helping others, being a blessing, a relationship building. And so what I want to talk now about is, you know, you talked about the different places that you've gone. And I I, I think you've had success, you know, even in those one in 11 days, like you said, I think you've continued to have success, uh, you know, on a personal level and with the teams and the people that you're involved with because of the of the way you do things. And so, um, I would think that you would have, have had to have adapted and adjusted well, right, to continue to grow. What are some tips that you know? Some people are watching, and you know they're in situations where they've had to you know change some things or do some things and be in situations. What are some tips to help people adapt and adjust?
1: Well, you know, I I, I have a lot of I'm a story guy, right? But yeah, uh, and I can't share them because we we'll run out of video time. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, as a coach, you're always adapting. You're always adjusting, and and I hear administrative people always say time to pivot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, I, I I will digest that and and regurgitate it from a, from the standpoint of coaches being fired. You know, uh, what 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 a great ad- adaptation. You know what I mean? When when you get fired, you know you you have to adapt, you have to adjust, you have to keep rolling because the game keeps going. But you know, I was talking to because we just had the the AFCA Coaches Convention, and I was talking to a group of young coaches about the fact that in this world that we live in, but it's anybody's world, you know. It's, it's anywhere we we say we like it's so rough in coaching. You know, people get fired in, in a lot of different professions. Yeah, you know, yeah. but. I always say that you know when you when you go and you work at the the local burger joint, right? And you go back there and you're back there flipping those burgers, right? One of the things you understand is that the grease is going to be hot back here, right? And so, what would happen if the grease pops on your hand back here? You know, hey man, you got to keep rolling. You the grease popped on you, you know. You wipe it off and you keep going, right? But that's the same thing in our situations as coaches when we get fired, right? when there's transition when there's a staff change that's just a part of it that's a part of the game that's a part of the life that we live so what do you do you you keep pedaling right i always say this that from a spiritual standpoint it's not my job to steer the bike it's my job to pedal you know what i mean and god is steering and and uh you know and so you just keep you make sure you keep pedaling right don't don't concern yourself with what's going on, you just keep doing your part. Uh, and I I look at it like when you go back to the coaching realm, is that on third down as a defensive coach, sometimes we don't stop them. You know, they get a first down. And so we have to adapt and we have to adjust. We have to keep rolling because we got to stop them the next series. From an offensive standpoint, you – You got the third down. You didn't get the first down. You punt it. What do you do? You come over to the sideline. You adapt. You adjust. Right. It's not the end of the game. And again, you talk about firing and transition. It's not that you're a bad coach. You just didn't stop them, right? So you can't quit the game. You just got to go over to your sideline. You got to remap out your plan, right? You got to do, that is not working. So you have to do something a little bit differently and you go back out there. You get back out there into the game. Again, some of the times where I've had, uh, when I've been fired, uh, I come out on the other side in a better position than I was before you know and I, the thing that i have to understand is that uh is it's not always a, I was fired when i was the national assistant coach of the year right but it's not about you it's not about you it's about the path that you have to walk right sometimes we just got to walk this path and if we walk this path we get to the other side and we look back like man i didn't i didn't think i would make it through that Right. But if you divert, if you go a different direction, you wouldn't be in the king's palace. You know what I mean? And so sometimes you you have to walk this walk. Right. And and it's not that you're doing something wrong. It's not that you're a bad person. It's not that you need to flip your life upside down. It's no, It's it's God saying, listen, man, go this direction. Right, so I'm bad about my directions because the GPS is always saying recalibrating. You know what I mean? Recalibrating, and when you recalibrate, it just takes you longer to get to the to place that God has for you. You know, you're gonna go your own way, right? No, this is the path that you should go. Uh, and so that's that's kind of what I learned on the on the topic of adapting and adjusting. I love it. I love it. Keep pedaling. Time to pivot. The grease. It's hot
0: in the kitchen. And you
1: still, know that already. You
0: still you still gotta keep cooking though. You know, you know that. It.
1: You do you know what you when you put the chef's hat on, you knew there was an opportunity, there would be a chance that we would get some hot grease splashed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you
0: know, hearing you talk about your journey, uh, hearing you discuss the tips of adapting and adjusting, you know, that that makes me think about the people that's been blessed and fortunate to be around you. I know you talked about impacting lives and uh, being blessed to be a blessing. Right. And, and you've truly done that. Right. I know stories and situations, you know, even me personally, you know, we've had you know conversations on some things on advice and I'm truly grateful for that, but how
1: important is quality relationships? Man. Um, so, so I always, I talk again, talking to younger coaches, about the importance of of creating and nurturing genuine you say quality I like to say genuine relationships because the thing is that people you you know I I go to the convention and I was reading something that it talked about. It, it described all these types of coaches that you would see at the convention. It, it, you're going to see the coach that's going to be chasing the big-name coach because he wants to meet the big-name coach. You're going to see the coach who's going to be in the lobby all the day. Whatever, all these different types of coaches that you'll see at the coaches convention. And because uh, uh, I was reading, I was trying to figure out which one I am, you know, because <laughs> – And I'm running around the convention. I'm at the convention working, you know, which I take great pride in that. But um, I advise coaches that when you are with someone, right, when you are in a conversation with someone that that convention setting is, is, is the greatest example of it, that you are present in that moment. When my players come into my office then then i i got I have two phones i have to put both phones away because it's their moment right they wouldn't come in here if they if if whatever it was that they wanted to deal with if it was not important so so you have to be present in that moment you see people you talk to people you dealing with them and they on they doing two or three other things while you're talking to them. Well what is that? You know what I mean? And so that's one uh great way to establish relationships because you're listening, you are actively involved in the conversation. So people, when people do that, when you do that to people, they want to have conversations with you. You don't want to have a conversation with a person who is not engaged with you. That's one thing. The next thing is that, you know, I don't know how, how much memory I have on my phone, but uh, I never, I never delete a text message. And so I'm always, you know, for, for example, after the, after the game, uh, we won the championship, well, I got like a thousand text messages, man, I'm just getting through those text messages. I, I text messaged a, a guy and, and, and I said, thank you for those words. He said, thank you for those words. He sent me a text message after the championship game in December. You know, but I'm just getting through. It's important to me that that and I don't I'm not always perfect with this, but you send me a message that I'm going to respond. And and in this case, it may take a whole month. Right. (laughs) But I'm going to get through those messages and respond because I have a story about that. I had a, a when I was at SMU and I had an opportunity to speak at the AFCA convention uh i talked to uh, uh after the after i was on stage speaking and i was like actually on stage speaking about faith family and football and at that moment i was talking about transition and after that after that um talk that presentation one a lady wanted to talk to me and she said coach you don't know me but i've I communicated. I sent you a letter, uh, an email, and I sent it to a whole lot of coaches, but you were one of the only ones to respond. And what you said when you responded is just keep your head up. It's not the end of the world. Same things I just said to you, Chip, mm-hmm. but it's the same things that I had just said on that stage to this audience as a fired coach, right? Well, I was talking to her in that email as the big-time defensive national player coach of the year guy and I was telling her the same things that she heard on that stage and so she just wanted to you know thank me because at that moment when I responded to her they were they were ready to give up they were ready to give up on the profession but as I encouraged her they didn't give up they stayed in there and she just wanted to let me know hey thank you for your words we're fine now we got a job but but we were ready to let it all go. And so I think just just uh giving people the opportunity to get you, right? Given the opportunity to to be present with you, to engage with you in this relationship. People respect that, they want that, to have a genuine concern for the other person, right? I have a terrible problem. I don't listen. I, I like to talk, you know. And so sometimes I have to. I have to contain myself to allow people to t- tell me what's going on with you, right? Because because I, I have a lot going on, right? Van Malone to a lot of people has a lot going on. Van Malone to himself has a lot <laughs> going on. I'm I'm right, but there's a lot going on in your life, and so I have yeah. to frame myself, force myself in in true genuine relationships, force myself to not talk about. How great this season was, and how great my day is going, and all the stuff I got going on. But to hear about what's going on in your world, if I'm truly concerned with this genuine relationship, you know, and I think that's hard for people to do because first thing most people won't do is talk about themselves, mm-hmm. themselves, and their kids, and what's going on with them, and how they're struggling, and how happy they are. Well, sometimes you got to pull yourself back to allow that other person to give as well. I
0: love it. I love it. Well, you know, as, as we come to a close, um, I just want to say, you know, thanks so much for continuing to, you know, enjoy the journey that you've enjoyed. Uh, Thanks so much for uh, continuing to adapt and adjust and stay in the kitchen when the grease get on you. Right. Uh, I just want to tell you thanks so much for for, uh, fostering those genuine relationships, you know. And I can say, like, what you're saying is not fluff because I'm a product of that, too, you know, as far as Mm -hmm. our relationship, Mm -hmm. you know. And so just thank you for that, man. And uh, God bless you on your journey. Uh, It's great stuff that you're doing. I wanted to just highlight you, you know, like I said, show
1: you some love. I I appreciate you, Chip, you know, because... Man, I, uh, who, who does this? You know what I mean. Who does this? You know, people will say, "Coach who does this? Who who stands here and talks to me, and you don't even know me?" Well, I say to you, Chip, who does this? You know, who does what you do? You know, who yeah. who thinks it's so important to to highlight people, right? But then to take that and and share it with us, who does that? You know what I mean? And so uh, I know who does it. You do. Let's go <laughs> right? because Let's go. that's. That's what you're supposed to do. That's who you are, you know, and, and I appreciate you for for what you do. And I appreciate my place in your life and you allowing me, you know, to be a part. Uh and you know, we, we probably could sit here all day and thank no one another. You know what I mean? <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so so I, I thank you, man, for for <laughs> for your contribution in my life and allowing me to be a part of yours. And uh and hopefully, you know, we can help two other people. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Get them I'm a, in the kitchen. Yeah, it's a lot of people that got better from this.
0: But I'd right. uh, I, I love for you to get an opportunity to share your social media so people can check you out
1: and see all the great things you're doing there. Well, you know, now you're about to get an old man trying to talk about <laughs> social media. Uh, but my my Twitter uh, is, is is Van B Malone the third, So it's V-A-N-B mm-hmm. Malone, the number three, R-D uh as well i keep it simple for me there you uh go. and then and then um man i don't know what other social media i don't know i don't twitter have it good media, but my twitter, <laughs> twitter is good, is good. <laughs> you can email me at, yeah. b- at kstatesports.com uh and then now you you're you going way over my head now you start talking about some <laughs> tic-tacs and tic-tacs and two toots and to Jimmy Chan's. See where Houston on you? Yeah. Where yeah, on you? Yeah. So, well, man, have, man. Coach, I do Blanks have again. all those. I have all those things too. I mm-hmm. I have Instagram. I got a TikTok. I got a.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what's, the, what's the other one? Uh, 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 I got them all too. I don't yeah. know the names of them, but I got them. Yeah. I got them. Hey, uh, hey. The, the little black thing. T- <laughs> Jimmy, TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> tiktok yes tiktok snapchat i got the snapchat there you go hey, it's not like diseases and all that stuff <laughs> but anyway i got it all
0: right
1: hey well
0: appreciate your time doc and uh, sure. i wish you continued success on your journey and thank you guys for checking out this hangout and highlight session we'll see you next time god bless go get it